Welcome back to the Data Dogs Podcast. I'm Lee Britton with my co-host Jake Mosley and Emily Nicholas. On this week's episode, we are covering the registration process and the courses you'll be taking in the fall. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, Lee, it's, uh, it's been quite a couple of weeks. I mean, even a couple of months, really. Our season two podcast was all about the coronavirus. Um, and then as we transition to season three, we're looking to the fall. And um, if you're listening to this in real time, we're in the middle of the Black Lives Matter movement. And so in and around Athens, um, we've um, seen protests and a lot of conversations about um, equity and diversity and inclusion. And so I know that we as a group wanted to just start the podcast today by acknowledging that that's going on. And also sharing what we think is a pretty powerful statement from our director of the MBA and MSBA program, Shantanu Chatterjee. Um, I think his statement and um, his leadership in this space is something that we're looking to and grateful for. So, Lee, I'm wondering if we could start um, by uh, you reading the statement from Shantanu and um, sharing with our incoming class what he has shared with the class that just graduated. Yeah, I believe it's a powerful message and I want to share it with our students, so I'll lead off with that. Dear students, I am forwarding a message on behalf of Dean Benjamin Ayers for the Terry College student community. I'd also like to take this opportunity to reaffirm the full-time MBA and MSBA program's commitment to fostering an inclusive, tolerant, and empathetic environment for our students and stakeholders. Senseless and racist acts like the killing of Mr. Floyd so many others before him, and the growing social and economic inequities in our communities are perhaps another stark reminder that we, as students, professionals, and educators, need to work harder every day to treat everyone around us with respect and dignity. If we remain united in our resolve, only then can we become the change we seek. The full-time MBA and MSBA team at Terry remain steadfastly committed to this goal. Wherever you are at this time, Please do remember that we are here anytime you need us. Stay safe and healthy. Best wishes, Shantanu Chatterjee. Yeah. And and what I like about that is that it's very Shantanu. I feel like it, it speaks not only um, what I think we need to hear and what leadership needs to say, but also what I know and I think we know to be true about Shantanu. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Sorry, Lee. I feel like we're fully committed to, to everything he said in that email. And, and that's, um, I, I'm honored to work with a staff that makes this an important thing and focuses on it. And Shantanu, we, we take all our marching orders from him anyway in terms of you know how we structure the program and, and how are our students doing and are we providing the learning space that they need. And this is just another example and, and, you know, to ensure that we are providing the kind of environment that we want for our students. Exactly. And this is an important issue to um, Dr. Chatterjee. And so um, I'm just grateful that we do have a leader within our department that does take important issues like this Mm -hmm. very seriously. For sure. And and not to put it all on him either, because I think it really is important and incumbent on all of us as staff, because, you know, we talk about the George Analytics program as we're preparing students, you know, we're combining the analytics with the business leadership we want to 
produce students that are go out and, and are ready to be thought leaders in this space as well, as they work with teams, as, as they work in their companies um, that, that can speak up and push for change where it's needed. Uh, that's a big piece of who we are as a program and what we want to be doing for our students. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, my background's in social work and what Shantanu said about respect and dignity, uh, that's kind of a core pillar of social work practice is the dis- dignity and respect of every person. Um, mm. And so I um, am excited about the ways that I know we're committed to diversity and, and then the ways that I know we'll level up our um, inclusion efforts for this incoming class and for the classes ahead. And so I look forward to working with the two of you and the rest of the admissions and CMC um, teams and student engagement teams to, um, yeah, to foster an environment that our students can really thrive and can be excited about entering into and then also graduating from. Absolutely. And as being part of student engagement, one of my um, main goals and interests is to always keep our students um, thriving to what they want to do and create what, you know, their space into what they want to do and create a safe space for them. Um, That's important to me is to always have a safe space for our students. So um, please always know that our doors are always open and open to suggestions and ideas and, and how we as a staff and faculty and students can all connect together and um, create an environment that you want to be in. For sure. And, and I would say, too, I think we, we all agree that one of the best parts about our job is seeing where the development that the students, you know, achieve over the year. And sometimes that's, that can be obviously they're coming to get a skill set. But personal growth is important to us, providing these opportunities that allow students to naturally lead as they graduate our program is a big piece of what we want as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so thanks for uh, Lee for reading that statement and uh, thanks to the two of you for being partners in in the work that is ahead. And um, yeah, of course, any comments, we'd always love to hear from those listening. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, speaking of skills, I think we have a, a lot of skills to talk about for the rest of our time, thinking about registration and the myriad of classes that our students will take this fall, huh? Yeah, a lot of skills coming in the fall. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, it's it's an eighteen credit hour semester. Um, you know, on the on the other hand, I like to tell folks that it really. I think you'll experience it's a lot of work, but uh, it's probably about a fifteen. It'll probably be you know feel more like a fifteen credit hour semester, and I I say that comfortably because. You're going to complete 1.5 credit hours as part of what Dr. Watson does with you um, the week prior to, to the semester starting in the Intro to Business Analytics course. And then um, the other 1.5 credit hour course is with Patty from the CMC, Dr. Patty Zedek, uh, with um, strategy execution and career success. And, and, and there's, that encompasses a lot, but, but it also a lot of it is things you're going to be doing to on the self-awareness front to understand how to sell yourself you know the work you're getting started with Andrew in the boot camp this summer um, so a lot of the things that you're doing in that course you're, you're going to already be doing as part of your job search mm-hmm. so um, but on to registration we um, you would have received an email from us um, giving you the instructions to register and the outline for the courses for the semester um, so we can take a look do you guys want to go through that really quick or 
Yeah. And before y'all do that, um, this was interesting to me. Can y'all talk a little bit about kind of how you two work together around registration and advising or helping students understand the courses? I think if I was an incoming student, I might want to know, okay, how do I utilize these two resources kind of both in the fall and moving forward? Great point. Thank you. Because sometimes we get so far in the weeds of what we're doing. I think a fun part for Lee and I is we're serious when we say we want this program to work for you, right? Everybody is coming and entering our program with a vision for the outcome they want. Um, Obviously, the CMC is a big part of that. But internally, you know, what classes are you taking? What you know, what skills are you learning? What opportunities are we giving you in terms of experiential learning, project-based stuff where you can apply those skills? And so I think, you know, that comes a couple different ways with Lee and I. Um, one way is obvious. These are the courses. This is what you're going to learn in these courses. We work with you to just do the straight up admin piece of here's how you register. We've cleared you to register. Here are the courses. But the other thing that, and and bless you for putting up with us, Emily, but I like that we're in tune with what you're doing on the corporate relations side, because I feel like Lee and I both stay aware of opportunities outside the classroom that students can plug into. So we're kind of, from a curriculum standpoint, I see us as twofold there. Like, we're going to give you your baseline. These are your courses. Get registered. And oh, by the way, you have an interest in this specific thing, whether it's for example, if it, if it's uh, maybe you're coming to the program with a background in healthcare analytics, or you know you want to move into that space, well, Lee has made connections with the College of Public Health. We have an elective that you might be able to take um, healthcare analytics. It's just things like that that we're aware of that we try to share with students as we learn about them. Right. And our students last year, um, those that were interested in sports analytics were able to, um, outside the curriculum, work with the baseball team specifically on a project that uh, deals with the pitching of the baseball team. And so um, that's just another example of an experience that you could get outside the, the curriculum. So. We try to bring opportunities to you guys. I know you're only here for two semesters, but um, we certainly try and and plug in where you want to grow and learn. Another thing I want to plug just on behalf of you two is that you're really engaged in the Athens community. And so I think one of the best things about being in Athens is that um, is, is going on the other side of the arch, so to speak, and really engaging in the community. And so if there's a, a place or space uh, that's interesting to you, I'm sure that the both of them are probably already connected and would love to amplify your work in that area. Absolutely. And to kind of stay on that, um, you'll notice in your schedule that you received um, most of your classes are Monday through Thursday. Your Friday is a little more open. We did that on purpose so that we could have more programming um, that, you know, you can offer and obviously be available to um, to attend. So some of the stuff is through the Career Center that they'll bring in guest speakers or Friday features. Um, some of it is student engagement where, um, you know, we have some events going on. So um, just kind of keep that in mind too, that it doesn't mean you have a three-day weekend. 
It just means that we want you around for us. For sure. I was, I was, I'm going to beat you to it, Emily. Yeah. The, the, just because you don't have class on Friday, does it mean Friday's where you hone your skills? I mean, honestly, yes. uh, we talk in buzzwords because we're in higher ed, experiential learning, applied learning, all of those things. We live and breathe that stuff. And part of where that shows up is on Friday when we bring in speakers from industry that are, that are going to tell you in real time projects they're working on. Um, there's also site visits happen on, on Fridays as well. And then we try to do, um, hopefully in the fall, we'll at some point when we can move a little past social distancing to some sort of new normal networking, we, we, we're often hosting networking receptions and things. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'm jumping on a bandwagon at this point. Uh, thank you all for your support of Working Fridays. Uh, but one thing I will say, we had one alum come and talk to some of our students a couple weeks ago, and he talked about when he was in the program, had Fridays off, and he utilized every single Friday to go network in Atlanta, every single one. Now, there's a huge asterisk on that now because we're not quite able to travel. People aren't as willing to meet. But what I would challenge our students to consider is, yeah, think of Friday as a working day and think about it as your kind of career day. So what if every single Friday of the fall semester, you had a virtual informational interview with somebody? The breadth and depth that that would give to your network during the fall, structuring it in that way, would definitely give you know volumes of return in the spring semester. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely would think, you know, the more freedom we have with our time, I think we're all experiencing that now. I've experienced it's harder to structure it. So maybe by the fall, we'll all be really used to that and we'll find our students really utilizing Friday as well. But that was just, that would be one suggestion I have for I'm really maximizing that quote day off. Right. Yeah. We're trying to, we're trying to get out in front of that a little bit. I, I heard a, an MBA alum this morning on a conference call. Um, MBA is a two year program and he felt like in the first year he didn't devote enough to the job search. So in year two, he treated the job search as like an additional class and, and yeah. I, utilizing Fridays. So I'll try to step off my soapbox now, <laughs> um, but, but, but it is important to Lee's point. When you see the schedule, you'll notice there's one class on Friday and our anticipation is that we're going to, um, provide learning opportunities for you on Friday as well. They're just outside right. the classroom. So. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So the instructions that you see should be pretty laid out. And for those that are UGA um, undergrad alums, you know how it works, but um, please be mindful of the CRN numbers that you see attached to your courses specifically. Um, there may be two or three sections for one actual course. So the CRN is specifically for the MSBA cohort. So please use that and um, register for that class. I think last year there were some mix-ups with some MSBAs with MBAs and vice versa. And so we're, we're trying to like have our own cohort this year. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's, there's just like a couple of examples. Is like one of the courses you'll register for is competitive strategy. And that course is also offered in the MBA program, but the MSBA section is is taught differently in the sense that the focus is on, you know, business analytics cases. Right. It's that that's a heavy case study course, but the cases are are much more toward a business analytics bent than a general business sense that the MBAs would get in their competitive strategy. So 
Yeah. No, I was going to say, I, I would say the same for business intelligence, too, because there's two sections in that. An MSBA section of it um, probably highlights programming languages a little bit more than the MBA section. Mm-hmm. Although I will say that I think the MBAs getting stuck in the MSBA cohort would be in a lot more trouble than an <laughs> analytics student getting in the MBA cohort, right? Oh, for for sure. So. Yeah, because we recognize the skill set that these students, you guys are bringing in. And so these mm-hmm. courses are, are taught with that in mind. So um, I had an MBA student once that told me that, uh, it, oh gosh, how did he put it? It was so funny. It was like that... Um, that the, they were cooking with gas, like the MSBAs were cooking with gas. And he's like, we're over there in the corner with Flint. <laughs> it's, it's sorry, that was the analogy. He was in a, he jumped in a Python uh, seminar. And I was like, how was it? And he's like, man, they were cooking with gas. And I had my Flint lighter over there. It did not oh. go so well. So, oh, man. Yeah. Our analytics students, they're real sharp when it comes to numbers and, and languages. So they're, they're, ready to go and I think Mac students said the same thing they were like um there's some Mac students that will that took courses with the analytics students last year and and the instructors said man those analytics students they're gone <laughs> yeah, yeah. like in, in, in all the best ways for sure and, and for, all the best ways yeah, absolutely for, for those that absolutely. don't know um Mac is short for the uh masters of accounting program yeah and there's a, mm-hmm. a small cohort of students that are basically getting their Mac degree on an MIS track so you may see them. Actually, you will see them in the intro to business analytics with with Dr. Hugh That's Watson. That's right. So that's oh. right. You'll see them in orientation. Yeah. Go ahead, Emily. Oh, I was just wondering about you know what else they'll learn. I know there's a couple, you know, languages that they'll learn. You go ahead though. You're on a roll. <laughs> um, well, so as far as languages are concerned, you will understand and learn SQL and R in your first semester, and then Python a little bit more in your second semester. So we do that on purpose so that you're not flooded with learning programming languages in just one year that you're here. And we pick the programming languages that are utilized the most in the analytical world. Um, so you, you get to learn a little bit more, obviously, in the boot camps, um, our boot camp during orientation this summer. Um, but you'll be able to apply that a little bit more in, um, say, your econometrics course and, and SQL as well. Um, and then in your second semester, you'll gain a little bit more insight into Python and be able to use that um, along with your capstone projects too. So it's, it's, we do this on purpose. Yes, we've gotten some feedback. Students, you know, we feel like it's a it's a busy fall semester to begin with. You're, it's 18 hours. So we feel like R and SQL is enough. Like R, SQL, and Python probably is not fair. Um, that's not a, a, a fair lift of anyone, I don't think. Um, so I, I would say if you're... If you happen to be twiddling your thumbs this summer and wondering, you know, what's the extra, extra step I could take if you want to dig into Python a little bit, just because that's going to come later in the program. I think the, the feedback we get from students is it's more about their confidence level because they've been exposed to R and SQL more in the fall. So mm-hmm. they, they, they can speak more to it in interviews and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. So if, if you have a, if you want to hone your skills in Python, that's just an, another step you can take if you want to. Yeah. And another thing that I'll mention, we've been having a lot of conversations around GitHub and 
kind of the value of GitHub on a resume for an analytics student. And so even beyond, you know, getting exposure to the languages and doing some practice cases with them in class, I would encourage students to think about what type of kind of mini projects they can do and put on their GitHub page. It's just, an, you know, another level of applying the knowledge that they've learned, but it also helps kind of recruiters thinking about um, the, the job search later on. It helps recruiters just have even more confidence. Okay, not only was the student exposed to this information, but this student knows how to apply it. Because um, at the end of the day, that's what our students are looking to do, right? They're looking to uh, apply their analytics knowledge. So that's another way. And yeah, I'll, I'll echo Jake. There's a million and a half Python courses and our courses and all that sort of stuff. And please do reach out to us if you'd like some guidance on what ones are going to be worth your while for the summer. Yeah, that's a great point, too, because we've we've now we've had sort of the feedback from students who have, hey, I found this one very useful versus not so much. So, right, right. And we're going to have in the spring with the capstone, we're going to have capstone projects that, you know, might Python might be the best option. And so I know some students just have a particular interest or maybe they've worked in Python and another job. And those students are really the the most poised to take on those capstone projects. And so, yeah, just another way to really stand out in, in the cohort um, and be sure that you're able to yeah apply the knowledge. It's I know the students who were doing the Python capstone this past semester were like, we were applying the Python about two steps ahead of what we were learning. <laughs> and so, which was great for them, right? You know, you accelerate, you learn. That's, that's I think, really exciting. And I should say, and I think a little prep work before over the summer would have been helpful. We did do an episode in season one um, that talks about the capstone project a little bit more. So if you want a reference of what that will look like in the spring, and um, we have a faculty member, um, Rick Watson, that talks about his experience and the students' experience with um, Bluebird, which was a capstone project a couple years ago. Um, you could definitely go back and check that one out. He talks a little bit about the AVS project in that episode, too. Yes. If I'm, yes. If I'm not mistaken. Advic. Yes. So. Uh, Advictorium Solutions. Yeah. <laughs> they have three different names. Right. <laughs> so, sorry, this is not going to mean anything to our incoming MSBA students. I had a call with Nathan. They're officially going to Advic. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, their marketing person, their Advic now. Um, to try to make this relevant to the folks listening, Advictorium Solutions is a cloud-based uh, consulting firm in Atlanta. They do Salesforce consulting. Huge supporter of the program. Hired five students in our first two years. Also sponsored two capstone projects. Obviously, we feel like they'll come back for another one. So. <clears throat> Excuse me, not not just a random company we're throwing out there, mm-hmm. but um, I call them a triple threat partner. Okay, <laughs> can you explain, Emily? I sure can. So, um, more than just being a cool tagline, uh, one that they employ students, two that they do a capstone, and three their leadership participates in this one's loose either advisory boards or networking events, and for them they do both. So that's the triple threat. If there are any companies listening to this, we would love for you to become a triple threat partner. Um, it's not trademarked or anything, but I can see what I can do. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> cool. Put yeah. your E in by it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never know. It's like TM and then the R circle. I'm unaware of the difference between those, but they both uh, bring an air of legitimacy, I think. <laughs> Which I lack. 
You think you like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll internally trademark it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll come, up, we'll come up with our own internal trademark signature, mm-hmm. too. Right? Yes. <laughs> I think we came up with one last week, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Well, yeah. turning back to uh, registration, just one, one quick moment. The, the only other thing that I would add is that um, Lee and I are available. Uh, reach out to us if, if you have questions. I know there are several folks that are doing the Double Dogs program. It's meaning they've had a couple, they may be MIS undergrads who've already had business intelligence. And so they're going to be replacing that with an elective. I think we've had a lot of those conversations, but um, I'm sure there are other folks out there that haven't reached out yet or are coming to us maybe, maybe not from UGA, but you took competitive strategy in your undergrad. And so you need to figure out, like, is there value in you taking our version or do we need to talk about an elective for you? Mm-hmm. And, and that's, we're absolutely here for these conversations over the summer. So. Absolutely. Yes. So flood our inboxes or schedule a time to meet with us and we'll be happy to help. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. All right. So I think that completes our registration information we wanted to share with you guys. Um, and we're going to end with our um, summer cooler segment. Mm-hmm. And if um, Emily, do you want to share what's in your summer cooler this week? Yes. I have been eagerly awaiting time to lay by the pool, and finally, um, I found a pool that you only have to schedule a week in advance, and you only have to, you know, you could only be at the pool for two hours, but I already have my pool time scheduled for this weekend. I'm very, very, very excited. Um, and in my cooler, along with pool time, also my cooler is sunscreen. I just feel for whatever reason, I'm about to turn 28. That's not very old. I understand, but it's, it's, uh, brought about in me a really strong commitment to sunscreen. So hold me to that everyone, but yeah, (laughs) wear your hat, wear your sunglasses and your sunscreen. Okay. Next week when we record, I'll wear, I have a very cute floppy hat that I'm into. (laughs) It's just, my head is, I would say the circumference is larger than average. So it's hard for me to find hats that don't give me a migraine after time. So you know, what can you do? I get it. (laughs) Yeah. What about you, Jake? What's in your cooler? So my cooler is it's running low. I need to mm. figure some things out. I guess one thing that I don't know if other folks are doing, but now it seems like musicians are going to um, Zooming or having live shows uh, mm-hmm. remotely. And so uh, Patterson Hood, uh, frontman for the Drive-By Truckers, Athens Band, um, he did a show last night from his attic. Um, and it was uh, around protest songs, which I found very cathartic and helpful. Um, and so, and basically you, it was like 15 bucks for the episode and you, you have access for 48 hours. So I, I think I'm going to listen to it again tonight. That and maybe our kiddie pool, uh, you know, ah. yeah, but the, the, right now that's what's in my cooler. So how about you, yeah. Lee? I'm, I'm having a hard time adding something new to it. Like I haven't done anything new, just kind of been um on the same routine that I've been doing since March. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, haven't really gone anywhere, no new stores. Um I don't know. I'll say that like our 
our plants, our blueberry bushes and raspberry bushes that we planted earlier in the spring, they're starting to produce, well, they've been producing, but they're starting to ripe. So we've been picking them little bit by little bit. Um, you can't make any, you know, blueberry cobblers yet or um, smoothies to add to it. But, you know, uh, we've been checking the yard every day to, to see what's ripe and kind of picking what we're growing. That's cool. We so, congrats. Oh, we we have one blueberry bush and um it's it's actually we're gonna have a bumper crop, but the deer yeah. found it. So <laughs> that's what happened to us last year. Yeah. They picked all of our blueberries. Yeah. So now my neighbor and I will like lean on him a little bit. He he puts this deer resistant out that smells awful. I mean it's terrible. And it's supposed to resist them from even coming into the yard. And ours are like, his blueberry bushes are right next to mine. Oh, so perfect. it's keeping them away this year. And mm. it, it's like, I don't, yeah. So I think we're going to keep bumming off of his, his resistance. That's strategic so. planning there. That's awesome. Mm. It is. Oh, that's why I planted them there. Mm. <laughs> nice. I was like, we'll cross pollinate and yeah. share your, uh, <laughs> share your, awesome. your resistance stuff. So good stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. Well, it was good to be with y'all again and see y'all. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. We're still mostly at home as well. So I don't think any right. of us have ventured back in the office yet. So, man, it's always good to see y'all. Thanks for this. Yeah. Too. I know. I like this daily or, sorry, weekly podcast and mm-hmm. um, able to, to share things that we're learning and, and growing as a as a department and program. So, um so tune in next week and thanks thanks again for listening to us and again if there's anything that you want to share with us any thoughts any ideas anything that's on your mind please reach out to to any one of us and we're happy to to um consume it yeah well said (laughs) thanks everyone have a good weekend absolutely take care y'all This has been another episode of the Data Docs podcast. For more information about the MSBA program, find us at georgiaanalytics.com or on our social media platforms, Georgia Analytics.